when you become familiar with that and you no longer need to feel the urge of seeking more dopamine in those moments as much or as intensely, the experience of suffering becomes less. Buongiorno from some random town in <laughs> north central Italy. I don't even know exactly where I am, to be honest, but I'm staying here for two days, two nights, and I have no Wi-Fi. It's raining, so I'm locked doing some content, meditating. <laughs> it's about all I'm doing with my time playing Sudoku. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. Uh, this podcast is the podcast where we bring, well, content not usually exactly like this, but sort of like this content, which I just simply share my experiences of moving through anxiety and depression diagnosed uh, to a place where that's no longer my experience. And I've successfully helped over 50 people to do the same. So uh, this podcast is just me sharing my experiences and, you know, what I've learned and hopefully it helps you too. Uh, this is zero cost, by the way, you know, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just simply here to share what's worked for me and you know, if you take something from it, that's amazing. You know, then it's, it's my job done. <laughs> now, something I've really learned over the time of facing myself, and I say facing myself, I mean actually going within myself by closing my eyes and bringing my attention directly inward towards myself. Not through journaling, not through affirmations, not through looking in the mirror, <laughs> right? All these things are, yeah, they're partly facing yourself, I suppose, but you're not really facing yourself. Where is yourself? Is yourself out there on the piece of paper? Is it out there in the reflection or is actually when you close your eyes and you actually sit with you <laughs> and then there's nothing else to look at to stimulate you, but what's within? And that's what I mean by facing yourself. And it's something that I've spent a lot of time doing in these last over these last few years. And it's the one thing that has made the most difference in my life in a positive way. It is also the hardest thing I have done. When I say hardest thing, it's because... I experience my the world through myself, and that therefore which I suffer is within myself. So everything that I possibly have found most difficult in my life has been because of me. If there was no me, why would I suffer, right? I mean, if someone called me names, why would I suffer if there was no me? <laughs> like, is like how how can I suffer if there's no I? There's got to be something there for me to suffer. If that person was just saying names to a nothing or a no one, then then who's going to suffer? No one or nothing. <laughs> There's nothing to suffer. And what I'm getting at is, I know it's sort. Of, I mean, hopefully this doesn't go over your head too much. It's something that is um, that took me a while to grasp. But, but but in short, everything that I've suffered has been because of an experience I've had within myself. So, in other words, if someone called me names, and I didn't have an experience with them myself, I wouldn't suffer those names. If someone rejected me and I didn't have the experience of rejection within myself, even if someone said no, I wouldn't suffer the rejection. But the problem is, is every time someone's rejected me in the past or everyone, every time someone's called me a name in the past, I've suffered that because I've had an experience within myself that was unpleasant in reaction to those external situations. So through going inward, what we can call meditation, for lack of a better term, people, too many people think it's like this chanting of Om or like, you know, doing some crazy woo-woo thing, sitting under a tree. It's none of that. It's just literally, is my attention inward or is it outward? If my attention's inward um, and I'm practicing 
not reacting to what's within myself. That is meditation. That's it. Doesn't have to be anything glamorous. And through you know practicing vipassana, learning from monks, um, and learning just from throwing myself into the depths of meditation and trying and failing, and you know the whole trial and error process, figuring out how to come to a place where when I sit with the feeling of rejection, or I sit with the feeling that I got when someone called me a name, or I sit with the feeling of failure, or I sit with the feeling of loneliness, which doesn't feel nice at all. Why why the heck would I do that? (laughs) It's to become familiar with it. By becoming familiar with that feeling, I learn to make peace with the feeling. What I found is peace is not a state that I just experience. It's a consequence of me making peace with my experience. So peace is not a direct experience. It's a consequence of me making peace with my experience. But how can I make peace with my experience if I'm not in peace? Right? That's, that's, that's the that complicated thing that I know I was like struggling with for a while. But I had it the wrong way around. I'm not going to experience peace and then be at peace with the way things are. No, no, no. I need to learn to be at peace with the way things are in order to be at peace. And that switch around was something I didn't want to realize. But when I did, made it so difficult. However, it made it achievable because it wasn't achievable before when I was trying to take the easy route of thinking, oh, like, you know, I'll, I'll be okay with people calling me names or with my business failing or like these were times when times were I'm still figuring things out right or like my finances are draining and I don't have much money when I was really suffering those I thought if I could figure these things out then I would be peaceful but then one day I figured those things out and I was not peaceful (laughs) because it wasn't the content that I was suffering per se it was the context and I would transport that context of me suffering very little finances to now when I upgraded my lifestyle, I now suffered that upgraded lifestyle because now I required more funds and now my funds were only just barely scraping through for the upgraded lifestyle. And then when I finally had more of a gap between what my income was to my upgraded lifestyle, now the fact that I was no longer suffering my finances that suffering moved to somewhere else because my mind's attention wasn't now on that suffering. It now had the opportunity to move to another suffering, which is maybe loneliness, or maybe it was feeling insignificant um, in social situations or feeling less popular than I felt like I needed to be. So the mind's focus simply just moved to another suffering point just because maybe I externally resolved this financial situation, it didn't mean I was no longer suffering. It just meant my attention moved to another point of suffering in my life. And then the moment that because I hadn't actually addressed it within myself, I'd get thrown an unexpected bill or I'd lose multiple clients at once. I would suffer that. And I'd suffer that because I hadn't addressed the internal aspect that I was suffering Rather, I was just resolving the external situation. Fast forward now, after the last two to three years of really spending a lot more time inward and actually facing the internal aspect, it's now given me an opportunity to learn to be at peace with the feeling that I would get 
if I was thrown a bill that I didn't want or if I lost clients. I'd be able to sit with that feeling, learn to be at peace with that feeling. So now I'm learning to be non-reactive to that feeling. Now, because I'm more non-reactive to the feeling, I'm more non-reactive to the situation because it's the feeling that I was always reacting to. It was never the situation. We can transform that example to heights. It's not heights that I'm suffering, but it's a feeling that I get when I'm up heights. Now that I've spent a lot of time actually being in high places, climbing mountains, skydiving, I've learned to be more at peace with the feeling that I get when I'm up on heights. So now I'm more at peace with heights, <laughs> you see? So it's not heights that, that I suffered. It was the feeling that I got when I was up on heights. The same thing with any type of fear and the same thing with any type of suffering. So when I learned to simply go within myself and I learned to be non-reactive with the experience that I have within, no matter what that experience is, like I said, loneliness, insignificance, unworthiness, feeling unloved, heartbreak, whatever that might be. These are all examples of experiences that I've sat with for hours upon hours on end. Just sat there. Now, it sounds like punishment, but it's actually the opposite. Punishment is living life not at peace with those feelings. That's punishment, in my opinion. Instead, doing the harder thing, which is actually facing it and sitting with it in silence, facing the boredom that comes up, because boredom is just the mind's act of trying to get me to seek dopaminergic activity, which will stimulate my mind and feeds into the dopamine system, which is a very primitive instinctual thing for me to do, so that I no longer need to sit with the things that are antagonist to dopaminergic activity. Try to say that too many times. Antagonist to dopaminergic activity. That's, that's, that was a tongue twister there. Meaning, Anything that's taking me away from pleasure and pleasantness is a shutting off of the dopamine circuit. It doesn't completely shut off, but it is a shutting down rather and decrease of activity. The brain perceives this as suffering and the brain and pain, and the brain brain wants to move away from this. This is a pain and pleasure system being active. The pain and pleasure system is always active, and the brain is constantly moving me away from pain and towards pleasure. This is the seeking of more dopamine and the moving away from anything that is decreasing dopaminergic activity so when i sit there and face the unpleasantness of low dopamine activity which is the boredom that i experience and when i move through that layer of boredom i now i'm starting to face the really unpleasant experiences because when you sit there first right you might feel agitated you might feel itchy you might feel like you just can't sit still that overwhelming experience is just the mind not wanting to face what's within. When you finally just go and face that once and for all and you just sit with it and you do that enough times, it's not just going to be a one-off, right? It's actually going to require a few repetitions, quite a few repetitions. You spend a good amount of time there. In time, it's only natural. Just like if I put you in a high place if you're afraid of heights. Just like if you went to the zoo and looked at spiders enough times eventually you're going to be much more comfortable with this with the experience you get when you face that thing that you previously were afraid of and eventually the level of intensity of fear that was experienced starts to come down because of the exposure to it and the brain recognizes that this is no longer as much of a threat when your brain recognizes that these feelings that up until now you've been suffering because the brain has been reacting to them perceiving them as threats 
no longer perceives them as threats because it perceives them as more safe because now it's exposed itself to those experiences in a raw way where it's not trying to avoid them through, again, simulating dopaminergic activity, right? Watching Netflix, pornography, uh, spending time with friends and our partner and smoking and drinking and drugs and uh, just any general activity anyway, anything that's resulting in me doing something is dopaminergic activity. All of that is. It's not just going on your phone. Dopaminergic activity is even watching this right now or listening to this right now. That's activity and it's stimulating your dopamine system. Everything is. So finally, when you go within and you just face that, that's going to give one an opportunity to face those moments when the dopamine system starts to become less active because of an unideal experience. When you become familiar with that and you no longer need to feel the urge of seeking more dopamine in those moments as much or as intensely, the experience of suffering becomes less. And one eventually comes to a place where now they can be in more peace because no longer do they need to suffer those experiences as much. They also don't need to fear those experiences as much. Now, there is less suffering and there is less fear of suffering. And that is a place where, yes, I've been blessed enough to be able to get to, yet I still suffer. <laughs> I still suffer. I still fear suffering. Just nowhere near as intensely. And that's a beautiful thing. So um, it's my hope that me sharing that hopefully gives insight to a little bit around some of the reasons why people meditate, why people do these kinds of sickening things like sitting still and facing their feelings and thoughts. Um, and hopefully it gives some inspiration for you to start to sit still and face yourself in the rawest way possible, which is meditation. With no guidance, by the way, just stillness, silence, just there. And whatever's present, you just sit with it. You don't distract yourself. You don't imagine anything. You sit with it. That, my friend, is tough, but it is the most rewarding thing that I've come across. I wish you the best. If this is insightful anyway, please subscribe. And uh, yeah, share it with someone if you uh, feel that this was insightful anyway, that you feel this will also serve. That would mean the world for me. Anyway, ciao for now.